Welcome back to Straycast Outdoor Cartoon Television. The Maniacy continues once again live from the 2018 Forest Wood Cup. I'm your host, Pat Remwick, and right now we are pretty stoked to bring to you no stranger to this show. Last time he was here, he was killing rattlesnakes in his garage last time he was on the show. One of the biggest badasses in professional bass fishing. Let's give a warm studio audience a round of applause for the one and only, the real Jason Christie. Yes. Yes. What's up, dude? Now we, we got you now? One, two. Yeah, you There got you me. are. There Jason Christie. He's live here. That's yeah. Trey Cast. Yeah, yeah you're on the show, but you don't turn my mic on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did now. We, yeah. we, we did now, man. It's good to see you, dude. Yeah, how are you guys? We're doing real good, man. I mean, we're living the dream in a bass fishing talk show land. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hear the living the dream a lot. Yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, you got to catch them. We just got to talk about it. So it, it's pretty easy for us. Yeah, you know? I think the fun stuff. Yeah, you guys' job's a lot easier than my job. It is. I'm not going to lie. It, it really is a lot easier. We just interview you guys <laughs> and, and have fun with you. I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah, we're the joke. <laughs> so if you ever want to get out of the business, maybe you could become like a, a bass fishing talk show host. Like, you know, Thrift has done it. Uh, Mike Iconelli's done it. But they're still in the business, but, right. you know. I think I'll stick to uh, chasing those green fish for a while. Yeah, you do pretty good at that. Yeah. You, I mean, there's no doubt about it, man. You uh, you have made quite a successful living chasing those green fish. You know, I've been lucky. I mean, honestly, you know, just talking to the guys here at the show, it just takes one or two tournaments to separate you from somebody else. And I've been lucky over the years, been fortunate. You know, you catch a five-pounder when you're not supposed to. You win the t- event. <laughs> when you're not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> when you're not supposed to. The easiest thing is I've just I've been lucky. I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. Do you, um, do you ever have a sixth sense about when you're about to catch a fish? Like, do you get a feeling? Yeah. we uh, And it's weird that you say that. I used to fish a lot of team events with my uh, uncle and, Back then, still now, I'm not the smartest guy, but uh, we used to, I'd tell him, I'd say, I kind of, I'm going psycho, and and, uh, it actually meant I was kind of psychic, and I felt like we were getting ready to catch one, and a lot of times, um, you know, there'd be a fish come soon after that, and still to this day, you just... There's something about it out there when you're out there fishing, you just get that feeling that... get that funny feeling. Yeah, something's about to happen. Yeah. And... uh, it, and a lot of times it does, and it there's just I don't know if it's a sixth sense, but uh, I think a lot of the guys have that, and and will tell you the same story. We were I can't remember who it was we were interviewing. It wasn't too long ago. It might have been at the red carpet event here. Yeah. And they're like they were telling a story about fishing with you, and I wish I knew who it was. I can't remember. I have short term memory loss for right. some reason. I don't know. But anyway, so they're like, yeah, I'm fishing with Christy, and he's like, uh, um, see those turtles over there. Huh. See those see those turtles over there? It's gonna start pouring. We gotta get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "There's not a cloud in the sky. What's going on?" Then all of a sudden, do you know right. who I'm talking? Who was that? No, I don't remember that. But I we've done that a lot. <laughs> so turtles can tell you when it's gonna rain. Oh yeah. How? Yeah. What do they do? They tell you what bait to throw, what size weight to use, everything. <laughs> you don't mean that Charlie Evans guy in that Ninja Turtle no, outfit that runs around. It wasn't Charlie. There's just a lot of things. We make a lot of jokes out there. I see a deer walking on the bank, and I'll ask the guy in the back of the boat, you know what that means? No. And I said, I'm going to catch a fish pretty soon. <laughs> yep. You know, if you, do, if you don't catch one, it's no big deal. But if you catch one, it makes their mind go crazy. Yeah, and that's like, and, there, and there's, there's the, whole, uh, the whole psychological deal once again. <laughs> Dude, you... Uh, I, whether you know it or not, 
whether it's intentional or unintentional, you are probably one of the most intimidating uh-huh. anglers on the Elite Series. Do you do you realize that amongst your peers? You know, I hear that some, and and uh, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I like that, and, and intimidating in, in a way. I don't know if that's physical, mental, but I like all of it. I feel <laughs> like if I intimidate them physically, then they're not going to fish around me. Yeah. yeah. And if I intimidate them mentally, then... You know, right off the bat in the morning, I have a little bit of an advantage. You are like the millennium Denny Brower as far as intimidation goes. <laughs> I don't if know. If you're intimidating people, you're doing it right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Absolutely. You don't consider yourself in that same intimidation factor as Denny? No, Denny's on a no- whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got Denny at the very top, and then Tommy Biffle's right below him. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you the most intimidating person, or really the only person that intimidates me, is Greg Hackney. He is, dude. He is. He yeah. and he's got a way that he looks at you and I. I know the way that he fishes. Um, if I'm ever, you know, around him in the standings, he's one that he just he's he always has. I, I fish with him or against him in the BFL days, and and he was intimidating then. He has he has unconfirmed. 27 Sasquatch kills oh, yeah. just by his glance. Yeah. No weapons, just the glance. Yeah. He, he turns them to stone. Well, I think he's part Sasquatch. He, he is, yes. actually. Yeah, it's, and Chupacabra. Chupacabra. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a combination of both mythological characters. Yeah. He's a really good dude. I, you know, I, he's in, he intimidates me for the reason because I know that he's not thinking about what anybody else is doing. He's only thinking about what he's doing. He's, and he's going to have a jig in his hand 90% of the time. Right. Um, and I don't know why. He's just always, and it's the eyes, he's always just been a little intimidating to me. That is true. And we say it all the time on this show that the, the, the two most intimidating anglers in the elites are definitely you and Hackney. Awesome. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, somebody said, someone we had on the show said about Hackney, they said he's just so dang quiet. Yeah. He comes in and he's so quiet. Silent but know, deadly. You know he's got him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> now, he is, um, he just got a little, I don't know, he just kind of sneaks around. And what's weird is we fish, I think we fish similar, not exact. Mm-hmm. Exact Very similar. Same way. Yeah. I never see him in practice. Really? Never seen. <laughs> and he'll, you know, he'll show up. I may have a good area and, and he'll end up in that area, even if I don't see him. Uh, and I think the same with me. I'll end up in one of his areas, but I never, ever see that guy in practice. But you guys might end up in the same yep. spots. Yep. You know why that is. He talked to the turtles. <laughs> I think I think he talked to the turtles. They're and they, them where and they told them where you are. Yeah, yeah, Jason's over there. Now, now are, you, are you like him where you, you stray away from the crowd a lot? I know he said that a lot, and I, do you try to find smaller spots? Yeah, I think that, and that's what hurts me. I look back um, over my career, like this year, and, you know, the two worst finishes of my career have been on the Elite Series this year. Uh, one was Sabine, and one was at Grand Lake. And that it actually hurts. There's times whenever I don't want to be around other people, and I will actually run away from the fish to fish for a a very minute population of bass just so I don't have to fish around people. They're yours. Yeah. 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 And, and I, it's, I think it's much more, it, it's much more enjoyable that way too. Right. I mean, if you don't have that factor, it, because we all know that, that especially professional bass fishing is, as you stated, a psychological game. You right. know? But if you, when you have that added element in there, um, whatever you can keep out of your brain to keep the positiveness in, right. it's, uh, I mean, that's that's obviously the deal. Well, I feel like whenever I'm around a lot of people, I cannot manage the area. 
You know, if you're around right. a lot of people, you can't manage that area. You can't manage that spot over there. If I'm by myself, then I can kind of manage it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, get the most out of that area. But when you're around a lot of people, you just got to take what you can get. Yeah, exactly. And, and what's crazy, and you kind of touched on it with Hackney, though, but what I find amazing is that you guys, especially in the Elite Series, are so tuned in that you – how many times has it been that you found a little isolated or obscure area, but then there's like six other guys that find the same thing? Yeah. I, I mean, is that is that because of mapping, or is it be, what what is that root? What is the root of that sensation of that uh, you know the deal that happens? There? Well, you got to think about the elite series. We're all, I mean, everybody there can catch them. Uh, we all have uh, electronics. You know, some of us have electronics that are better than others, but um, the mapping's good. But we all, we're all programmed the same. We're all trying to find something a little bit different. You know, you almost, if you know that something is the best deal going, you almost don't want to be on that because everybody else is going to be on that. You want to be on, like, the set, second or the third best deal that's going to, you know, that's going to be the best after four days. Um, but everybody's looking for that little secret spot, and it's just it's hardly any more that. It's called the Timmy Horton spot. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> you're not going to find something that you have to yourself. If you do, then you found a, you know a special spot or a special area. Right. Has it give us an instance of um, of where you and another angler have found that special area and how you dealt with it? Um, trying to think here. I honestly can't think of anything this year. I know that whenever I won um, on Dardanelle, I remember. Which was awesome. Yeah, Hackney, (laughs) I actually had a a mile stretch of the bayou, and Hackney was fishing the next mile. Gotcha. And, you know, we weren't fishing over the top of each other, but we would see each other throughout the day. But he never crossed his line. I never crossed my line. And and here's the reason is because – he thought his mile was the best, and I thought my right. my mile was the best. <laughs> right. And unfortunately for him, you know, he just had a subpar last day. It's not like him to catch 15 pounds, but and I got lucky. Um, but that's one. There's a lot of times that we find a lot of us find the same area, and, and usually what happens is whenever that's the case, I tend to somebody has to bail because you're not going to see somebody win out of an area where there's two or three guys. Exactly. You know, somebody's got to bail, and usually I'm the guy that bails because I know that the person that's going to win is not going to be fishing around two or three guys. Right. The um, i got to ask you this, and I'm sure you've been asked it a zillion times since it happened, but I don't know the answer. The, so was the Chesapeake cancellation beneficial to you, or are you indifferent? Um, were you pissed? It's kind of weird because when the event, during the event, I had no idea that even that they were thinking about doing anything like that. And the last day of practice, I go out and and it was, fishing was tough, but I I felt like I was, you know, I thought I could catch 12 to 15 or 16. Not easy, but I thought I could do that. Could do it. And, uh, you know, we're going to the meeting and I'm hearing, uh, you know, they're thinking about this, they're thinking about that. And I start, you know, you start getting the body language from the other competitors. And at first I was indifferent. And then I start seeing the body language of everybody else. And then I'm ready to fish. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> but the, the thing about it is, is where I was fishing, it was most um, vulnerable to the water that was coming in. Uh, so I think I could have got there the first day of the tournament and my area been totally mud and, and I would have had to start over from scratch. Um, but as far as... 
am I good with it? I really honestly didn't. It didn't matter to me. I wasn't leaning one way or another. Now, I wasn't wanting to drive back up there and do it all over right, again. Right, right, like uh, happened on Sabine. Yeah, I wasn't wanting to do that. But, uh, you know, it. I understand some of the guys that aren't happy about it, and I also understand guys, you know, like me that are indifferent. You know, I was one of those guys that are pretty good in the points, and, you know, I feel lucky that I was because right. if, if I was 60th or 70th, I would have won an extra event. You know, I, I, I kind of understand everybody, but I also understand from what I've seen at, after they canceled, it was the best decision due to uh, the flooding and stuff. And, and some Elite Series anglers, and I'm not going to name any names, but they were such crybabies about the yeah. whole damn thing. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't get into the drama. I understand there was a lot of that drama, and that's why – that's why you don't see a lot of uh, interaction with me on on things like that because I get myself in trouble enough. I don't need to get in somebody else's <laughs> business. But, you know, one thing about the Chesapeake that I have heard is, you know, the big thing was was the floaters and guys were like, well, just, it's dangerous. just, yeah. just dodge it. It's not like you're running across the bay and it's flat, calm, and you can see it. I mean, if you get a 10-mile-an-hour wind up there, there's two to three footers. Sure. You're mm-hmm. not going to see them. They're going to be, you know, those logs. Creep up and, on you. Yeah, those logs are going to be in the troughs. But, you know, it's just one of those things. The anglers didn't win from the cancellation. The town didn't win from the cancellation. Bass obviously didn't win from the cancellation. Right. Nobody won. Yeah. Uh, they're just they're really, it was just kind of like, we got to do this. Imagine what Trip was going through. He was oh, I, freaking out, dude. You know, I, here, here's what I here's the way I look at Tripp's job. You know, whenever I was uh, coaching, I had one hour in the mornings, eight thir- or eight o'clock in the morning, every day. I had what was called kindergarten PE. Okay. And you had anywhere from ninety to a hundred kids in there running around crazy. And I felt so uh, out of control. You know. Um, just hard to deal with it. And I, honestly, I kind of feel like that's Tripp's job. Yeah. He's it's got not an easy job. That yeah. sums it up right there. Yeah, he's got a bunch of kindergartners running around that uh, it's hard for him to control. And I'll tell you this, he does he does a really good job. I uh, I have a lot of respect for him. Um, and I, I just think he does a good job. And, and there's a lot of times like the Chesapeake that nobody's going to win. But mm-hmm. here's the thing, though, is there might be some guys mad. But everybody's boats right now have their engines on it. Nobody's hurt, so yeah, I think the everybody's best. Everybody's alive. It, it's, yeah. I mean, come on. It, who knows it, that that yeah. uncontrollable variable we always talk about? Who the heck knows what would have happened? Right. I right. mean, it, it's it's absolutely crazy. Hey, um, I got to ask you this question, and you can sock me if you want to after it. But don't it, ask about the classic. No, I'm not. Okay. I, I know better no, no. than that. This is way better. <laughs> okay. I, I know better than that. No, believe me, you're the intimidator. I, I got this here. Okay. But how do you how do you feel about the fact that there's another Jason Christie out there? Oh, I don't know. That's uh, that's kind of where I, what I said earlier. I get myself in enough trouble, and uh, <laughs> you know, I have so many people that call me and text me and email me and things like that. And the best thing that I can tell them is my last name ends with I E, and and uh, that's all I can worry about. And the other guy, you know, I, I don't know anything about him, and uh, really. Really don't want to. I, like I said, I'm I'm hard enough to take care. It's hard enough to take care of myself, much less somebody else. Another right. Jason Christie. Right. You can't blame a guy for having the same name, dude. I, I mean, he's, he's capitalizing. Yeah. Right. It's an advantage. You know? yeah. <laughs> but it's funny how how much uh, uh, people have contacted me over that. You know, sponsors and fans, and and it's a little confusing for them. But you know, there's only. Uh, 
one Jason Christie. Yes. There is only one Jason Christie. We said it here first. <laughs> I, just move your mouth and I'm going to talk. <laughs> there is only one Jason Christie. <laughs> yeah. we got, we got I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, dude, the new Garmin unit that you got on that Ranger, bro, mm-hmm. that's, that is a game changer. It is. Game changer. It is. You know, it's hard to be in the position that I'm in whenever something like that that comes out that you know that's going to change the industry and the way that people fish. And that's, you know, you go into, a, say, the last day of the Elite Series somewhere, and honestly, like at takeoff, you got the top 12. I'll look around and see how many Garmin guys there is, um, especially on a smallmouth fishery, because it's almost like they're, you know, they're hunting with the automatic shotgun and everybody else is hunting with a single shot. Right. Uh, no, it's, it's really good. And, you know, I, I keep, I'm amazed... Like when Panoptics came out a few years ago, I'm like, mm-hmm. there's nothing else that can be any better. And then LiveScope comes out, and it's crazy. And, and I've only had it on my boat for six weeks now, maybe seven weeks. And my boat has been, it's in Connecticut now. I haven't even had my boat home for the last three weeks. And I'm actually looking forward to getting up there. And, and especially this winter, spending a lot of time really learning. And it's, it's easy, but I feel like... Um, as good as it is, I need to spend a lot of time learning it and uh, playing with it, understanding it, getting confidence in it. Like, you know, I, in panoptics, I've had, I mean, it's, I have so much confidence in that thing. And, and this is even better, um, just the way that there, you don't have to translate anything in your mind. Panoptics, you see it, you have to translate what everything means really quick. Live scope, the way the picture is. What you see is is what's out. There. It's right there. It's yeah. a live action movie. Right. It I is. mean, boom. And and there's certain products that that come along in the industry. And now, for example, believe in it or don't believe in it. That hydrowave unit. Yeah. I mean, I've I've witnessed it firsthand and what it does. Yeah. Okay. Um, works or not, that's up to you to witness for yourself. But here's the deal: most every pro has one on their boat. Yeah. Okay. Whether they're sponsored by TH Marine or not. Right. Mm-hmm. Now. Do you see that, that that new Garmin unit being something like that because it is such a game changer? Like, they're going to be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Do you see that happening? I do. I think, uh, you know, in the near future, a lot of the guys are going to think about, um, you know, the advantages of it. And there's, there's so many. I mean, I could sit here and talk an hour. It's not only seeing your bait, seeing the fish, you know, being able to see a brush pile or, I mean, see the outside edge of the grass. I mean, I could sit here and talk and talk and talk. And, you know, in in my job, there's such a fine line between being good, real good, you know, not so good. There's there's such a fine line. Sure. If I can catch one or two fish each event because of a product, that I'm going to do. I'm going to have all those products because one or two fish can be the difference between fifth and winning yeah. or 50, you know, not getting a check or getting a check, not being in the classic, being in the classic. So I, I'm going to take advantage of all those, you know, all those type of products that, you know, like you said, the Hydrowave and, and obviously LiveScope. You know, I've whenever I won on St. Clair last year, I caught 90% of my fish. You were picking them, dude. Exactly. That's awesome. See, that... that- that sort of thing, too, to me, does it ever get discouraging when you're looking at that? You're cruising through and you just don't see anything in front of you? Well, yeah. But, it, I mean, yeah. Can, can they camouflage themselves where they're there? Mm-hmm. You don't see them? No. And that's that's one of the things now. I used to. I spent a lot of time fishing. 
in dead water. Mm-hmm. If I don't see them now, if I don't see something either on down view or live scope or whatever, I don't fish. I mean, I, right. I mean, you're, I'll be, I, I'll have the rod laid over the top of my shoulder. And, and, uh, the good thing is, is I don't spend a lot of time in that dead water anymore. If I don't see anything around, you know, I'm moving on and, and, wow. uh, it sure beats Buck Perry spoon plugs, don't yeah, it? It does. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's a big deal. Hey, uh, you know, on this show, dude, we, we play bass fishing talk show game shows. Mm-hmm. I think you played one last time. Right. You didn't like it too much. Probably not. But we're going to do it again. What okay. do you think? <laughs> Sounds do, good. Let's, let's play a game here called Bass and Life. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to give you a, a term or a phrase, and you relate it to bass fishing as well as life. Okay. Are you down? Yep. Let's do it. Are you ready here? Ah, yes. It's time for Bass and Life with Elite Series professional Jason Christie right here on Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. Jason Christie, come on down. Well, you're already down. Mm-hmm. There you are, right there. <laughs> Jason, the first term to you regarding bass and life is zero to red. Zero to red. Related to bass fishing and related to life. Zero to red. Zero to red. Man, this is, uh, why don't we do something easy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is a game show. You're an elite series angler. You have to think quick on your feet. And make decisions. Pretend you're looking at the panoptic unit, and it just gave you two answers. One, and and you have a special bass fishing game show council in your ranger. So zero to red, zero so, to red, zero to. So from here, mellow to boom, angry. Related to bass fishing and related to life. Zero to red, I could say in life um, is having three daughters. You can, <laughs> you can go, you can go yes. zero to red in a hurry. The good thing I'm going to say on that is you can also go. From red to uh, running in the flowers over, you know, real quick, too. So <laughs> That's true. You know, in bass fishing, zero to red happens all the time during the day. I mean, you know, you lose a fish, you make a bad decision. Uh, it's zero to red in a hurry. Like I said, the fine line in bass fishing is, is, uh, is really, really small. Or when you're running back to the ramp and you see him come up schooling and you win a derby. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny about that is... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, they. It was the first really good conditions that I had in that event for them to come up, and uh, they they waited till the last day to do it. But I'm sure glad they did. <laughs> and it happened. It was yeah. awesome. It happened. Next one, bucket list: bass fishing and life. Bucket list. Um, you know, on the bucket list uh, for fishing, I pretty much I feel like I've done it all. I've had some opportunities the last few years to go. France, Spain, South Africa, and stuff like that, and fish tournaments. I think uh, that's probably on the bucket list. I need to do that, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna back up. I want to take my uh, I want to take my dad to St. Clair. Nice. My dad loves to drift for catfish, and and there's not a better place to put somebody in the back of a of a boat and let them and just let them drift. I'm gonna take him. So that's on the bucket list. Okay. As, as far as life, uh, just be happy. That's on the that's on the bucket list. <laughs> Check it happy. off every day. Yep, just be happy. That, that's all up to you, dude. I live my life uh, day to day. <laughs> I do too. I live yep. moment to moment. Actually, yep. it I, works easier that way. Yeah. If you think about tomorrow, you're you're wasting the day. Yeah. Yep. I, I am with you a hundred percent there. Right. Here, here's the next one. Here's the next one. Saturated. Refer to bass fishing and refer to life. Saturated. Saturated. Um. In bass fishing, um, 
I feel like we're saturated with. Uh, I don't know. I'm say it. Say it. I'm not going to say it. Say I, it. I, you know <laughs> Come what on. I want, you were you know, where you're going. Come on, yeah, you Jason. Know I feel like we, I'm just going to say that. In, in bass fishing, we are saturated. Uh, in life. <laughs> Um, you come on, that's too easy. Yeah, in life, uh, oh, the set. That's a tough one, man. This is supposed to be a fishing talk show, not. No, no, this is not normal. Yeah. Believe me, it's not your normal fishing. Talk I'm gonna show. pass on that life one. You kind of caught me off guard on. on that. Okay, here's James Watson's favorite related to bass fishing and life: isolated bush. Huh. Only Watson. <laughs> Only Watson. In bass fishing, I, that's what you look for. Anything. I isolated. That's where the biggest fish in the creek, the biggest fish in the lake is going to live. Uh, and, again, I don't see me relating that to life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you this. It goes without saying. I, th- I think about this. I'll give you a story. Isolated bush uh, in life. I can mow my entire yard, and there's one bush out in the middle that i got to carry a stupid weed eater out there to oh, weed yeah. eat around it. <laughs> Yeah. And I hate that isolated bush. So yeah, I got the isolated fire hydrant. There, there, yeah. there, so you did it. You related it to bass fishing and life. Let's get a consensus. Did Jason Christie win? All right, look, look at that. Yep. You knocked it out of the park cool. right there. Hey, uh, Jason, always a pleasure, man, to have you on the show. Anything you want to say to your, your fans in the bass fishing galaxy before we get the hell out of here? No, I appreciate it. I mean, I got so many people just come up today, you know, kids walk up get teary-eyed and say man i like you know i, I want to fish like you and and honestly that's why i do what i do i mean there's a lot of things in life that uh i feel like i could financially do you know about the same but just if i change the lives of a few kids and it makes worth what i'm doing worth it there it is and we learned one yep. thing from you today um don't ever take trip weldon's job that's something you yes. never want. Yeah. No, I, I like Trip. <laughs> Trip's awesome. Yeah, he's uh, he's a good dude. He's got a tough job. He does have a tough job. And so do you, Knows Jason well. Christie, as a professional bass fisherman. Yeah. And bassing ain't easy, dude. No, it ain't easy. It, it ain't easy, but it's a heck of a way to make a living when you can do it. it Thank is. you so much, You're man. Bad. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Jason Christie, Ryan Popcorn Whitaker over there. I'm Pat Renwick. Put the power poles down. Don't go nowhere. When we come back, more action from the 2018 Forestwood Cup. Ciao. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!